This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. Panel part of the program. Topics worthy of discussion. Brought to you by Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. My friend Angelo, uh, he did threaten on Sunday when I saw him at the big tennis thing at York University that he was going to deliver some pies for the panel because, well, goodness knows they've been hawking me for months now. Where are the pies? Where are the pies? And here are the pies for the uh, assembled this particular afternoon. Anyway, Kevin Gadette, president of Bright Point Strategy, formerly head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. How you doing chowing down on? I am loving this pizza, man. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you got the margarita. You know he imports those I cherry I got one of to- each. Yeah, well, he imports those cherry tomatoes direct from Italy. They're at a premium, he was telling me, but uh, it makes all the difference in the world. And so I was enjoy. reading an article talking about that the carbon footprint of that is actually even better. Oh, good. Good to hear. Well, there you go. Uh, in what not- regard? Apparently, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to hear, It's a great actually. article in the National Post today, so, uh, or uh, Corcoran put it out. Talking about uh, comparing different fruits and vegetables and the carbon footprints and how the uh, the uh, hundred mile dots n- not all cracked up to be what uh, people allege. Interesting. Hmm. All right, uh, we'll pick up on some of the uh, food related stories here in the news in a while. But Alyssa Freeman's with us as well, PR and pop culture media expert. How are you doing? Oh, so fine with this pizza. Thank all you, right. Pizzaville. Enjoy. <laughs> and Michael Diamond, campaign strategist, political commentator with Upstream Strategy Group. How are you doing, Diamond? There's pizza. Good. Uh, let me ask you, first off, uh, Michael Diamond, you're the campaign strategist and all the rest of this. Justin Trudeau blows through town, meets the mayor. They're talking gun violence and gangs and so on and so forth. But he doesn't miss the opportunity to lay into Doug Ford saying, you know, Ford's cut back on uh, certain developments. You know, I guess it was going to be a community center up there at Lawrence Heights, you know, uh, Lawrence and Allen Road area. And, uh well, any opportunity he can take to make him his pinata. Do you think that's going to be a winning strategy here in this Toronto area in the 905? Look, after uh, 15 years of Justin Trudeau's running mate, Kathleen Wynne, uh, bleeding us dry from any uh, any uh, ability to uh, have surplus money, uh, it's not a surprise that the uh, current provincial government had to make tough decisions. What I think is really interesting is how the Prime Minister's trying to attack the province, which is investing in areas that matter uh, to regular people. Uh, well, well, he's covering for the fact that it's his government that has denied uh, needed resources to immigrants and refugees who they've allowed to come in without any uh, due diligence and and the proper work that they needed to do to make sure that when we welcomed these people to our country and, and to our Canadian family, that the resources and support was there that they were going to need. All right, and this is what he's saying, you know, because the refugee money wasn't forthcoming. Now when Justin Trudeau uh, earmarks, at, I guess he was talking up legal aid the other day in Parkdale, $26 million or whatever, to help these folks out. Uh, is that somewhat misleading or mischaracterizing his largesse, Kevin? <laughs> but look, at he's so good at, at the last minute trying to bail out a problem of his own making when he opened the, bo- opened the borders and allow illegal border crossers to come in without thinking at all about the consequences in large metropolitan areas, the cost impacts, long-term cost impacts that different levels of government have to take up. It's a classic Trudopian problem, right, where he shoots his mouth off and forgets the fact that there are administrative and financial implications, and suddenly on the eve of an election, he comes up with some cash to deal with the, the... temporarily deal with the problem? I I think that's typical of him. Well, apparently the money, uh, according to Doug Ford, was 
owed to the province for having assumed the burden that was wrought by, again, the virtue signaling of the Prime Minister. And the Prime Minister has not committed to multi-year funding, so it's a one-time announcement. So he comes in and uh, he makes like this money is specifically for the things that Ford has beggared. But Ford is making the argument saying, uh, no, uh, the reason that we've had to kind of cut things to the bone, as you said there, uh, Mr. Diamond, is because the feds weren't. So it's a, you know, who do you believe who has more credibility on this front? Uh, Any assessment of that? I mean, and and to the larger question, you know, if Justin Trudeau is deciding that he's going to really position Doug Ford as the bogeyman or, you know, being sort of the appendage by proxy, Andrew Scheer, uh, is that going to work? Are people going going to see it in that light? Can he make a convincing case for that? Well, it's interesting, and we have talked about this before, about what narratives are starting to stick and what they feel will land and what they'll continue to harp on. And I think that, yes, that, you know, that this example with um, Trudeau and, and Tory and this whole press conference, which is supposed to be about gun control, and then veered off into uh, anti-Doug Ford is just a perfect example of that. And obviously, their research has told them that these narratives are landing in in this particular city, in this particular province. And and I have to say that personally, I I was, you know, when I was listening to this press press conference, the playback, I was appalled. I was really appalled. And and I think that, you know, politicians you know, take for granted their voters. They take for granted that they're going to believe all the rhetoric and the the, the narratives that they grab onto. And, and they feel that these are winning strategies and that we, the voter, don't see through them. I, you know, this has been like a, a setup basically by the unions, you know, everybody versus Doug Ford. And the liberals have basically co-opted that. Now, if you don't like uh, Trudeau, I mean, you, you love that narrative. But um, you Kevin's continue, looking you at me. You continue to surprise me, madam. I, I know, agree with every everything now and you're then. saying. Yeah, every now and then. But no, no, it angers me as a voter. It does. And in order to create rhetoric just because you know it's going to be popular and you think it's going to get you in in October and there's no sort of real promise or real longevity to anything that you're saying, I, I it just makes me angry. Well, and as a suburban female in their late 30s, you're the target of this uh, narrative. So that was correct I, on the I'm, age I'm very thing. happy to hear, hear that it's a swing and a miss for uh, Trudeau. It, it, it's a huge swing and a miss for me. Well, I guess for me anyway, uh, my perception is uh, they're running, uh, I guess, this Doug Ford as bogeyman or whatever the pinata he wants to whack. It tends to suggest because they don't have a record that they want to run on. There's not much there, or if they really do bring anything up, it's going to leave them liable to all kinds of blowback. Am I right about that, Mr. Dunn? Oh, absolutely. They have. They don't have anything. What, what can Justin Trudeau look at it, uh, as an accomplishment? Life is less affordable. Canada's not back like uh, the early days of his uh, leadership. People said that Canada was back. The trip to India and other blunders on the uh, foreign stage have proven that. So they have nothing to go to the voters and, and say, four more years of this. Give us your vote and you're going to have four more years of this. So they're talking about Stephen Harper. They're talking about Doug Ford. And you know what? I think people are looking back and saying, you know, I kind of miss Stephen Harper. If this sheer guy is Stephen Harper with a smile, let's give him a chance. Well, yeah, and he went as far as to say he's compared uh, Doug Ford and Andrew Scheer to people, quote, who make commitments during elections and then, quote, don't deliver. This is the oh, last well. election that's going to be decided by first past the post, Justin Trudeau, 2015. <laughs> Well, I that. promise to balance the budget. Well, yeah. and only that, well, it seems like he's even ripping off uh, a page out of the Ford campaign who really didn't have a significant platform and just, you know, after they got in, okay, we're going to figure it out as we go. He basically said that when this press conference with Tory, when he said, okay, well, you know, we'd like to do a lot of things, but we really can't tell you how or what until we get back into power. Well, there is that as well as on the uh, gun file, which is 
allegedly the reason he was in town today talking to allegedly. me. Allegedly. Well, you know, I mean... Oh, come on. He got to roll out his sincere, soft, serious... Sunny side. ...acting voice, right? I mean, it's an opportunity for him to speak like Justin speaks. Well, uh... He talked about the upcoming election, and uh, while he didn't specifically say that, you know, a gun ban would be included in their party policy planks, uh, he did say we're going to strengthen gun control. I believe they're kind of missing the mark. To me, it really, if you want to drill down and get granular, the whole issue is gang culture, and that becomes a bigger sociological question, if I'm not mistaken. Let's speak to that in a moment. We'll come back. Topics worthy of discussion. Who's got the right approach? Andrew Shear is talking about, you know, strengthening uh, bail conditions. It's on the other end, the deterrence, if you will. The mayor, for what it's worth, weighed in, and he said investment in kids and families, uh, making sure the city's inclusive, and taking a hard look at the legal system. So he's kind of spraying the woods and covering all the bases. But to the question, uh, who do you think has a better handle on how this has to be dealt with? The gang, gun violence, all the rest of those attendant questions, topics worthy of discussion here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.